go You can't escape the trio Coming on with Brio that noise in the background that's how close the traffic is to the rental house oh that's every day all day what you don't have a gate and a private drive <laughs> the front door is literally 22 feet from the road still it's a blessing it is roof doesn't leak mm. heater works it's all good and the guy has wi-fi which he shares with you yes he does yeah god will bless i love them do that now any chance they listen to the podcast oh yeah god was a huge fan oh no kidding when I walked in the first day to rent the place, he's like, I know who you are. Like, you'd be all covert. Like, well, that's cool. Thanks. And you're still willing to take my phone call. That says a lot. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate that. Well, you're great easy family. to find. Great family. You're easy to find, at least, if, uh, you know, uh, yeah, here you're I kind am. of a yeah. public guy. So. <laughs> and what's the latest on your house? Um, they started repainting today. They went and st they, they sprayed, uh, you know, the, the, the smoke sealant into the walls and whatnot. They've already done the floor and the, uh, the wood beams in the main main living room and the uh, brick fireplace. So, you know, it's it's moving along. We have we now has, have a razor thin schedule. As I mentioned to you last podcast, the, right. the little island we're staying in has been rented as of the day after our money stops. So, um, but it's it's good. It should be on schedule. Barring yeah. any kind of unforeseen delays, we should be fine. Well, middle, you could always um, you could always put a tent up in your yard. This is true, but I actually reached out to the I reached out to the insurance company. You know. Um, and I'm in good hands, as I've said before. I'm not going to plug them because they're not sponsoring this podcast, but sure. I am in good hands. And are they available just in Washington, or are they in all states? Um, no, no well, they are nationwide, but they are. Yes, yeah, so they're in are all they states. Are they nationwide, or are they in all states? But they're not nationwide. They may be, while they may be nationwide, I do know that they are in all states. Got it. <laughs> and they're on my side. It's so funny, you know. I'm in good hands. They're on my side. I think it's wonderful <laughs> that your house is being repaired correctly. Pain in the it ass is. that this had to happen during the pandemic with the yeah, the yeah. fire in case anybody missed it, but I'm sure everybody knows. Well, it's like having the double knee replacement instead of one at a time, you know? Mm. Get them out of the way. How are your knees? My knees are good. Got I got good knees? Hip I, got, I got a little hip arthritis, to be honest with you. Serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I ever... Um, if I'm sleeping somewhere that I'm not accustomed to sleeping and it's not the right kind of support, because mm. we have a really nice mattress. Thank you very much to Sleep Country USA. Yeah. Why buy a mattress anywhere else? Um, but uh, if I don't, I, I wake up with aching in my hips and my doctor told me it's, oh. it's, it's the beginnings of arthritis. You know what? I got a friend who helped Tom Petty out with that. He can get you some good stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. And if I take the stuff my doctor gave me at the same time, it should work twice yeah. as well. Do they give you any pain medication? Ledger too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, no hips pain. can be hips can be replaced too. Uh, my granny Bryant was one of the first to ever get an artificial hip, and uh, she was a pioneer in the artificial body parts. She said she wore the first one out <laughs> dancing, sure. and they gave her a new one. So, uh, they, what other artificial body parts did she get enhanced? <laughs> let's, let's not let's not gloss over pioneer in artificial body parts too quickly. That's, yeah, that's she's a, a pioneer. <laughs> what else did she do? You know, I think she wound up eventually with two new hips. I don't think she ever had to get anything else but uh, granny was a character and she was i mean this is going back 
20 plus years when she got an artificial hip it was a pretty big deal back then especially yeah. down in mississippi we're talking backwoods kind of medicine anyway so uh that carved them out of whalebone back then right yeah yeah that was a big thing so i'm excited about medicine in that regard most parts are because have become pretty replaceable mm. uh eyes hips knees uh, a lot eyes. of the things you can do a lot with eyes these days. Now, I don't want anybody messing with my eyes, but I've had family members that eyesight was going due to like cataracts and things like that, and they can go in there and clean things out pretty good these days. Oh, yeah. And, well, uh, the cataract surgery has been around a long time. I had it, both eyes. Oh, yeah. really? LASIK, LASIKs come leaps and bounds. Yeah, and it's, um, it's, uh, it was my first fentanyl experience and only fentanyl experience <laughs> thanks for tagging that appreciate it um <laughs> yeah well the nurse as i was about to you know they put you under and they say well you'll be kind of aware but you'll be just like michael jackson was before he drifted off and well, that was that was propanol right was a fentanyl oh, that, you're right that was propanol and fentanyl okay. was actually the patch that uh tom petty had on for his right that's pain. the dance that's the dangerous crap to bringing in from china so you, and you for, you, yes you didn't like it so much that you wanted to go back and get another eye, did you? I mean, well, the good like thing about doctors and dentists, and you know this, is they, you know, they suit you up, they strap, uh, you know, they strap a mask on you. You go, wow, that was great, and then, then you can't really go back and after hours and say, what time do you guys open the nightclub here? Right. <laughs> Although my dentist, my, yeah. my dentist was listening pretty hard when I was talking about that when we were closing down for for COVID. It's like I could give you some options on how to how to stay in business here. Of course, I had had a little gas at the time. The uh, I got a disturbing note from my dentist. Well, I guess it's not disturbing, but it's a good news, bad news. My dentist is back and ready to see patients. Yes, but with some you know some social distancing changes. No gas uh, mask no mass no nitrous oxide until yeah. further notice yeah. and i emailed him and said well when further notice you mean comes, you're not me going to give me that shared <laughs> nose thing that everybody uses to breathe hey i'll buy my own i'll bring my you know i'll buy I'll yeah. nose you know i'll bring it in <laughs> myself uh, but i have not and i i don't want to sound like a wimp but i am so used to being pretty much you know out of it when they open my mouth that i really don't like the thought of anybody digging around in there yeah, otherwise the so way. so they're waiting to give me so william shatner has a home machine i think he's peddling it on late night tv on uh, cable <laughs> or maybe that's the, just to keep your breathing apparatus clean the sleep app that's yeah yeah sleep app yeah so all right well uh it's good none of us you know what none of us have any real problems right now life is acceptable we're getting through this thing all kinds of strange news joe sent me a bunch of stories but before we get to them uh, the coolest thing that joe sent was he has a new star pupil who is and, it, and it's funny joe you sent me this mail and you're always so proud of your students that i would be like well i'm sure i'm sure joe thinks he's good but then i listened to this guy's voice and he sounded like a pro radio guy what, what was his name 
Uh, Quinn, Quinn Haba is, is my student. And I'll tell you, it's an emotional time. Yesterday, I, my seniors graduated, and I have some of the best. And yes, I will yeah, brag. You always say and, that you're excuse. Well, they're, and they're, well, and they're nationally known. I, I don't yeah. have to brag. You can look them up. They're I on NPR. They're everywhere. So when you lose those, you look for the next, you know, reason to keep being a teacher. And lo and behold, here's a ninth grader that is producing stuff I would say is on the level of, uh, you know any classic rock station in town he could he could easily be hired professionally and how old is he ninth grade that's 14 right he just turned 15 15 so yeah. uh 15 my voice hasn't changed yet but his has let's listen to quinn kmih 88.9 the bridge celebrating 50 years of student-powered broadcasting the voice of youth amplified worldwide 88.9 the bridge now back to the class of 2020 drive-by graduation with your hosts Lila and Megana, live from Mercer Island High. Damn, I got a chubby. Yeah. The most unforgettable graduation ever. Ever. Live from MIHS, we're celebrating the Mercer Island class of 2020. Wow. Yeah, he's got a. He's. You know what? He's real wow. too. He's not the big old style announcer. And uh, well. He's very easy to easy on the ears, easy to understand. Is he a good-looking guy, too? Not that that matters in radio. Well, first of all, uh, that voice is Carson Beck. Uh, Wait a minute. That's a former student. <laughs> I was going to say. I thought this said Quinn. <laughs> that ain't no 15-year-old, man. No, Quinn produced all those pieces. Oh. Carson is a... F- Carson is a former student, yes. And if you it like, says if Quinn you, Bumper. Hang on. The Voice of Youth, amplified worldwide. 88.9, The Bridge. So that's not yes. Quinn. That's Carson. If you if you've had anybody recently ask you what's in your wallet on TV, that's or the guy. Sell, that's Carson. Yeah, yeah he's. So he's I was right voice. that he's really pro and could make money, except it was wrong. That <laughs> yeah, because he is. Yeah. He's a guy who's <laughs> pro and making money. In fact, if you watch the CBS Evening News, you will hear Carson every night. So okay. uh, he is a former student and an amazing guy who still uh, takes time. Now, in was fact, he, he your t- student back in the? No, uh, he was. He was two years before me okay. uh, with Charlie. Highland, the old instructor, but he is he. When I rebranded this station to the bridge, and this was before Carson got to be quote big time. He yeah. was a student at USC. Now he's one of the most in demand voice talents in, in the country. But he started being the voice of our station. So you and get every, him to do the stuff for free every few months. He's never yeah. taken a cent. And every few months, if we have a big event like graduation, I'll send him some script and he'll do it. Right. But Quinn imaged that. Now, if you want to hear Quinn's voice, you will also be impressed. And if you have the uh, his new show, he's doing. I Quinn's tried to mixtape. play that, and that was on some kind of Google Drive thing, and I couldn't log in, and I couldn't play it. Oh, because if you hear his Quinn's voice, you'll go, "Wow, that's amazing!" And the uh, uh, let me see, maybe I could give you permission because it would be worth listening to. It's uh, that's the most amazing piece of all. Okay. And he and he did it all. Well, these himself. are the ones that I could play after your big buildup, and I still think it's impressive. The former oh, yeah. student, yeah. Well, and and well, Quinn produced all that. I mean, all all he had was the raw the raw stuff. Oh, so he took with, the voice so. track and made those bumpers. That's a great uh, that's a great skill to have at fifteen years old. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's going to. I would me like in to talk about some of the skills I had at fifteen, but I'm not sure the statute of limitations is completely running out. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was definitely not. A, I, I wasn't doing the stuff that good, yeah. um, for sure. And uh, and his newest show is a mixtape show. And right now, his the, the newest episode, and it's his third one, is Black Lives Matter music. He's looking at how That's black what you music... sent me was an intro to that, right? Oh, well, I sent you the whole thing, and maybe that was the problem. Let me see and if I And I went could... to click on it, and it said MP3, but it wasn't actually. I hate that Google does that. Google is so stupid, by the way. They let Apple, they let Spotify, they let everybody take over because Google wanted you to sign in and they wanted to host every file and they don't want you to friend to be able to listen unless they also have an account. And it's like, forget you, Google. Yeah, they, they do. They It should have made me ask you to ask for permission or something, which I do find to be very annoying. I thought I... I sent it to you just as you could play it. But yeah, that's all right. Don't I worry would, about it. Well, we'll play right. it another day because I want to hear about this kid. You're, you know, he's going to be your, he's the teacher's pet, right? Well, no, I have 160 teacher's pets next year. Got it. But he's the one who uh, really perks up my ears. That as was a not teacher. the answer I was I was thinking of, by the way. We have 150 well, pets. Well, well, no, I have <laughs> every single every single student that I teach has the ability to become one of my favorites. Now, yes. do they all? Uh, maybe not, because uh, not all of them really want to put their heart into it. But the ones who do, uh, mm. you know, there there are none better. And yes, I will brag because they're. Uh, uh, you know, the, the stars of, of tomorrow are coming out of my program. I have a uh, plaque that I put, uh, the people who really work hard, it's called a bridge builders plaque. And I put eight names on there just last week of my outgoing seniors. And, and I'm joking, but I'm not joking. I'm going to have to put this thing under glass and insure it because I've been putting names on there since 2016 mm -hmm. and already uh some of those names are in the business and you know making uh some really great stuff so which is amazing uh, because there are very few jobs being created at least in traditional radio podcasting is another story but uh the fact that your students are getting those jobs is very impressive and uh yeah you talk about your 150 students the way i talk about my grandkids they're perfect they can do no wrong Oh, they can do wrong, trust me. And they will, they will and do. They're teenagers, but right. they can do some right too. So right. and and, the, and yesterday, by the way, and I I you told me I should almost uh, have to pay for an ad because I talked about how great our graduation was going to be. Uh -huh. But I will tell you, uh, a whole city will tell you it was the most amazing thing they ever heard. Um I'm so proud of the two, uh, Lila Schroff and Megan Akakubal, who are moving on. Lila's going to Stanford. Megan is to NYU. They're both Stanford and NYU, huh? Yeah, and they're both going to Is that continue Stanford to... Community College? No, that's Stanford <laughs> in uh, Palo Alto. And uh, they will both continue to make amazing things. Sure. But I'll tell you something funny about this is mm -hmm. six months ago, uh, they have a committee about graduation, and my radio students wanted to get a little pin. You know, if you have certain clubs or you have a sport, or you get a pin if for you're an it, honor yeah. student, you get a pin or a cord, and they wanted to wear a pin or a cord. And uh, I'm not going to name names, but somebody on the graduation committee said, This isn't a NASCAR event. We don't want people looking out of sorts. You know, the National Honor students get some cords, but if we let every club have a pin or a cord, how do you think that would look? And I said, Look, I don't care if they want to wear a clown suit. This is the kid's day, not your day, not any adult's day. Listen to you. And, and uh, yeah, so this was six months ago. 
uh, because graduation comes with its traditions. It comes with its pomp and circumstance, a lot of pomp and a lot of circumstance. What it uh, should come with, I think, is fun. So yesterday, our drive through graduation, kids are coming with their dogs. Kids are rolling up on roller skates. We have recorded greetings from grandparents from all over the world. We have song dedications. We have fun. And I think it was the greatest graduation that any kid could ever have. And I think a lot of people agree. And I think you may just see that it's going to be done differently from here on. We did the drive through part. Then we got to sit at home and watch a virtual ceremony with all the speeches. We didn't have to drive to Kent, we didn't have to put on robes. We mm. didn't have to. You could have you know, no it, pants on watching the speeches. Yeah, you could do anything. Sure. And, uh, and I think that it's uh, it's one great thing about the whole, you know, having to deal with this adversity we've all had to deal with is we may look and find, hey, that might actually be a better way to do things, and kind of blowing up some old things that have been the same for a long time. Yeah, I'm all for blowing up old things. Except for old white guys. I want to hang out for a little while. Oh, well, they're blowing them up, too, lately, or at least a lot of the traditions. A NASCAR banned the rebel flag today. There's I saw that. There's a few that. Old, yeah. old white guys down there that may not uh, may not want to see that happen. And uh, There's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of it's, stuff. That, it's funny, by the way, you've mentioned NASCAR like twice in the last two minutes, but to think of Mercer Island going, we don't want our graduation to look like nascar if it was black diamond it would be like we want our graduation to look like nascar can we get people turning left up here or what (laughs) yeah and that was just an isolated comment saying they want some continuity in the way people look they don't want a lot of individualism i mean there was even talk about should you be able to decorate your hat or not because the lilas that are going to stanford they'll put a big ass on the top of their hat or the university of washington and then you got a kid that's put an ass on the hat an s an s, s. oh red oh. s an s uh, and, but then that's, that's the fear that's the fear if yeah. you open that little bit of a little oh, bit yeah. of freedom then you get the kid that wants to put the ass on the hat and how oh, do you tell him he can't if you're yeah. if you're letting yeah. uh, somebody put the s so uh, very good but everybody everybody got to do what they wanted to other than the fact it was a driving rainstorm it was a huge success and i'm, I'm so proud but it's emotional time to be uh teacher to say goodbye to the kids you've mentored and uh it's great to see a young guy like quinn that's got the chops that he has at at 15 you know no he'll be around for next week you got to get me uh some of him to play some of his voice sure all right and 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 it's not only his voice it's his it's his acumen for music too i'm not sure why that file wouldn't open but i'll try to send it to you another so he has uh, he plays music too well, I'm going to make it. Yes, he actually is a songwriter. Uh, wow. He was he he he's a songwriter and a uh, and an artist and uh, uh, he's learning. He's producing his own music shows now, and he has a different theme, uh, either classic rock or or uh, uh, the British Invasion. This week, it's Black Music Matters, and it's uh, so high yeah. school students are celebrating our music still. Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, it's. When I started teaching high school in 2015, there was really nobody going, you know, I really like the Beatles. I really like ACDC. There was none of my kids in my program. Now we have a great Beatles show every Saturday morning. We have Quinn doing his different theme shows. It's a... 
it's it's coming back around a lot of the graduation music i told lila i said you know i don't want it to be so old i said mostly what i know i said it sounds like my graduation more than your graduation and she's like that's okay it's like a throwback no problem i mean they're they like older music what energy drink is your energy drink of choice these days me i've never uh, had any energy drink although yesterday i will say i had uh yerba mate i think okay that's that an was, energy drink you do know the yeah. coffee's an energy drink right oh i drink yeah i drink that like crazy not what time do you start about 9 p.m uh <laughs> no i i drink I, I drink coffee in the mornings i haven't had any energy drinks today yeah, you're full of energy pretty, it must be all the excitement of the having kids, the graduation man. done yeah. oh having yeah i am that's a huge load off and, and not one one single dedication missed i mean you have 300 and something kids you have people listening all over the world and i said i've i've managed a lot of complex broadcasts i've i've had to coordinate you know skydivers and firewalkers and bands that uh, were clothing optional i mean that was a challenge clothing optional was definitely a trick yeah yes and to do that we've broadcast now, from i billboards. would love to see your student council react to that well, that's why I'm, I'm t toning this story down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've broadcast from airplanes. We've done so many, but I think it was the most complex thing I've ever done is to take 300 kids, have different pieces of audio for over 100 of them, have my students out there in a driving rainstorm and playing the audio in demand and not one single kid was left out. Every kid felt special. Every grandpa was heard. Mm -hmm. Every song dedication was heard and because uh, i lost a lot of sleep it's like you don't want to disappoint somebody on their biggest day that's the worst thing that could i could imagine happening you'd make a good wedding planner too mm, I, same thing maybe I, yeah i i think i've got enough on my plate for now I but think it's you do. Uh, yeah yeah it's uh it, it was it was a real uh it was a real thrill though and uh, i think the the city of mercer island appreciated what the, the students did so it's good to yeah it's called hands-on learning for a reason you're getting in there uh, doing real world stuff helping your community so i was Very nice. pretty happy um my son andrew writes new material every week and i had talked to him about maybe coming on every other week with us mm -hmm. so i think he may be joining us uh right now hang on a second let's see if he's there andrew rivers you in hello can you hear me oh it sounds good this week yeah, well, you give me time to set up, and look what happens. Hi, you're all set up. Looks great. Thank you. Uh, so you're saying this was a setup, like that guy falling down in Buffalo? Was that saying? <laughs> that was a total setup. <laughs> yeah. uh, we went. Hey, we didn't go politics fair, for 24 yeah, minutes. Sure. Here we go. <laughs> listen, listen. I mean, you got to take into consideration. Like, of course, Trump thinks that uh, it's hard for a 75 year old man to fall backwards. Trump is like 300 pounds and always leaning forward. So. <laughs> Have you noticed he that? He can't I, I, fall backwards. Yeah. It's it's like he looks like a centaur that somebody cut the back end off of. He does have That's that. Really, yeah. He has that. Yeah. It's bad posture, actually. It is. Um, I, I read a thing about it's it's, it's a uh, it's a dementia based uh, cerebral effect. Sure. That cause people to feel like they're leaning forward, but I don't. It, that's got to sure. be, and that's not spin. That's it. not probably. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I bought every, I bought every second, every crumb of that story. Uh, who, who wrote it? I want to believe it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, anything come from Fauci, I'm still putting credence to. So we're we're good there. You know? Yeah, you still I love like the him. Fouch. Yeah, I'm a Fauci. I'm a Fauci man too. 
I'm a Fouch man. Uh, <laughs> Baby. Yeah. Well, he does he says very little now, but he, he basically said we're still you know, still just getting started with this. Yeah, he's allowed to say very little now, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he can do what he wants. There you they, go. They can't really I mean, what can they do to him? But uh anyway, Andrew, so uh how's life for you in Tequila? Oh, well, you know, people say comedy is important at times like this, but it feels more like I'm the band on the Titanic. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, but we Com- got a good stable genius in charge, so I think it's going to work yeah. out. Yeah. So in other words, you it, it, they say it's important, but n- there's not a lot of work yet, right? Well, uh, yeah, well, clubs are starting to, I'm going to go to my first open mic night tonight and see if any of my new jokes are fun. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're going to dip our toe back in before the second wave hits and see what happens. <laughs> there you go, yeah. man. <laughs> the second wave. Well, uh, so, so is everything open? I, like, tell me what Seattle is like. I, I don't have any clue. Um, you know, in Well, um, yeah, there's been a, a, a protests every night for the last uh, about a week and a half. And... Uh, the Seattle Police Department put a ban on tear gas for 30 days, and then they uh, used tear gas the very next day. So uh, it's, I think they had a supply chain issue, but Trump <laughs> ordered a bunch of McDonald's to the White House. He was going to personally make sure that gas got back in place. But they've set up now, they, uh, the police, they were sort of fighting over the police precinct uh, on Capitol Hill, but now the police have left. And everything's nonviolent, but they've set up an autonomous zone right. where they're all just sort of living and they're showing movies and uh, loving each other. And I thought I might, I wanted to go check it out, but I didn't have my passport with me. I wasn't sure what the rules were. <laughs> I uh, didn't pay attention in social studies. So you didn't know if you could you get into any others without a passport? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on because they've set up barriers and they say, like, no police or girls. And, uh, so uh, <laughs> I get where you're going with this. Yeah, um, yeah. It does sound nice that Seattle is basically leading the way for peacefulness. And I heard another city that you wouldn't expect to be peaceful, but Detroit had like zero arrests. They had like 10 days of peaceful protest. And I was talking to a friend from Detroit and I said, well, what happened to the core skills of tipping over cars and lighting them on fire that Detroit was so famous for? And he said they have an inspiring mayor right now who um, speaks to the people in a leadership sort of style and says, behave, let's let's make Detroit look good. And so they mm-hmm. did, which I thought was like, unfortunately, they don't get a lot of, you know, Twitter sure. retweets or they don't get a lot of mention because. Well, it is. It's it's been hard to stay informed because uh, they kept uh, shooting news reporters, but. Uh, you know it was very weird because it's like it was a protest against police brutality we were like treat us all the same and police were like fine we'll use excessive force on everybody like, that's, uh, that's well, not what, what they we want, meant you know i was happy. kidding about the knee in my neck no <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. but uh you know because i what i did is i set up I, I found like a youtube video that was streaming like 10 different uh, protests at once. It was like the NFL red zone thing. <laughs> and, uh, oh. cause like social media, but I was watching social media at the same times to just see, just to 
just to hear what you're, but it's, it is hard. Cause your, your social media is like a carefully curated newsfeed. That's that the only purpose they think is that it'll keep you on there longer. Right. Cause if all you do is get in arguments with Trump supporters, Facebook thinks you secretly like it. And, uh, Oh, that's an interesting thing about artificial intelligence. So right. if oh, you yeah. spend time being engaged negatively, you're actually, yeah, you, you're not getting a, across the point that you're opposed to something. You're getting across the point that you're an easy mark to push your buttons and engage you in the social media platform. Well, you'll, you'll be yeah. refed those you've engaged with. Even if you engage yeah. to call them on their BS, you right. still get refed their feeds. Right. So, and you're not convincing anyone, which is crazy. You no, know? no one convinces uh, uh, anyone uh, uh, of anything. Uh, 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 I have today. Oh, oh, just yeah. today. Did you convince somebody? I some changed boy. someone's mind on Facebook today. I About swear to God. About what? Were they buying a tire and you talked them into a different <laughs> kind of tire? No, actually, and it's funny. It's it's about um, it's about prejudice, uh, bigotry, uh, civil rights, Black Lives Matter. So someone it's, thought it's, those it's, were good things, and you talked them out of. And it? I told them that's all complete <laughs> bullshit. No, yeah. sorry, sorry, Joe. Um, no, well, this, hold on. It was don't a, it was a apologize to me. Uh, well, there's a guy who hasn't been able to listen to our last four podcasts because if we get an explicit rating, he can't download them. So every time we have a profanity, we lose listeners. Yeah. Mike That's the true, and I've, and I've been trying to be more careful. I really have. All right, he says, uh, he says uh, I know it's not the Bob, Spike, Joe, and Mike the Garbage Man show. And you Who's can Mike do the Garbage Man, want. by the way? I don't know. He uh, says, uh, I've been listening. I want to rename the show Adam and Steve after the Capitol Hill protests. <laughs> okay, he says, I don't want to interrupt your story, but I do want to, I want to define this right now. Are sure. we going to swear or not? Because it says, I've been listening for years, enjoy the show. I even got a backstage pass once. Uh, I, I, he was Spike's garbage man. Yeah. Uh, and he yeah. says, funny thing now, I'm Pedro and Luciana's garbage man. Wow. Anyway, wow. I wanted to let you know that I have not been able to download the last four podcasts due to the explicit rating. We listen on Spotify and have the rating set because our kids use it as well so who so, sets the rating to explicit well i don't anytime somebody swears it gets a warning so even a little does apple look through your podcast and pull out a word this is spotify and i, I don't know but how do they know to download the last four uh, how do they know that you're playing a chuck berry song from 1951 for 30 seconds i mean it's all yeah. ai i guess it's in there you know wow. and, uh, anything you, yeah so anyway we have to decide and if we're gonna swear it's do you gonna, think they it's had these discussions at hbo too like we have to decide this sopranos thing are we gonna swear <laughs> well, they, they have similar that, discussions. That darn mafia tonight on HBO. Yeah. I'll tell you what HBO <laughs> just decided they're not going to do, but I don't want to interrupt, and I already did. But I do want to say, just uh, swearing and apologizing to me, is not it's not me. It's the world, and it's do you want to have a family show or not? This is a fundamental question. Yeah. And frankly, for me, I'm really not interested in doing a show that is not family because I'm a teacher, and that's what I believe so sure. and i'm okay either way but but it is a it is a fundamental problem that we're going to have to deal with mm. um so the last four shows he hasn't been able to download that's what he said yeah i would i would like to go through and point out that it's it's not me dropping f-bombs in the last four shows i know I, they've been amazingly clean i don't that's think i dropped I, any either I, exactly I so i, I gotta I got wonder what the what the barometer is for profanity or explicit Hmm. You know, is it is it too much? Maybe should, we it, should experiment with borderline words. Like, what if we? It's, we're back to shrimp. Shrimp. You know? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, we we did it for twenty five years bum, without you know? swearing. Yeah. I don't see we why it, we, we would. 
Huh. And, and I have made to. I have made a conscious effort to not just be so cavalier with profanity. Yeah. And when I say Joe, I apologize. I mean it because I do it out of reverence and respect to you. I know, and I and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but this was no, an, no, no. a letter that we just got, so it's I, obviously I read an it issue. Too. If people too, yeah. can't access our show due to an explicit rating, I think we need to make a point to let people know we are not explicit, and you can listen with safety yeah. with your kids around. And and nice. I, that's just me. Now that if you guys want to do it differently, that's fine. But it's that's the kind of show that we did for twenty five years, and I think that's the kind of show people want to hear. Well, we could debate this. Uh, in our twenty five years, we were able to get away with all kinds of explicit stuff that wouldn't be accessible today on broadcast media. Um, we talked about. All right, now we're going to watch everything. and see if Spike can make Joe change his mind. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not at well, all. By the way, Not Spike never finished that story, but that's okay. Yeah, we, we'll, I, I, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get by there. the way, uh, Joe, I think your new trademark is to say, I don't want to get political. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to yell fire in a crowded theater, but <laughs> well, I, I, I don't, I don't want to mess around. I only want to do a show that is real, that is from the heart. If yes. this energy is too much, then I really, you know, I mean... I think we all have it in us to do a great show, to do an entertaining show, and to do it with some energy. And if having energy, if, if talking about my students and all that is the problem, then that's just not the show for me because that's what I do. Now, I will do my best to also be calm and funny, but we have to. We are 50 episodes in, 51 episodes 51, in actually, because you said so 50 now, the other day. Yes, this is number 51, sure. so I think it's time to... to to ref do as we say in the education business a little reflection sure. and a little maybe even shut it down for a month and think about what we want to do here is that what you're talking about well i'm not talking i'm just saying i it mean it sounds like it it's summer and you just finished graduation and you're a teacher let's just take three months off until we like can figure realized. out what By else way, is going on a, a couple weeks ago i was i was thinking about going hiking and mm -hmm. it was like oh with the pandemic now I could go uh, finish the long trail. It was part of the Appalachian Trail. I was doing a 275 mile hike. And then I got that Lyme stuff. And it, so I only did half of it. I did 140 of the 280 miles. And I thought, yeah, I could finish it this summer. And then I went, dude, you, you're recording podcasts four nights a week and you're doing a Saturday show. So you can't really just disappear for a week. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't get summers off. But we used to take, I'm not talking the whole summer, but we used to take vacations. I sure. think there's nothing wrong. The world, well, back when the world was normal, they would also yeah. take vacations and tune out of media. But well, I know it's not a normal you world You lobbying right now. for time off reminds me of the dear old Joe I've always loved, so that's fine. We could talk about it. We could take a break. I'm lobbying for focusing on what what do we want to be here? What do we want to do? Yes. And I think the audience is the one is our focus group. I think they let us know what what we want to be. And if I'm off base, bobspikeandjoe at gmail.com. I mean, let us know. Uh, because I may be way off base. It's it's it, it, it you know it's Joe and Mike the Garbage Man show is not very appealing either. So I don't know what you know, Mike the Garbage Man has to do with us. He's the guy who says that due to any explicit rating, he can't listen. He's the guy who just yeah. mailed us and said that. Plus, he's we, had to go through Spike's garbage for so long. Yeah. He's only traumatized. And, and now Pedro yeah. Luciano's garbage. Some of the best garbage. things in his but, house came out of my garbage can. Yeah. Let's just say so, that. so here's the thing. I am no longer uh, a teenager, so I don't know if I want to do a show where I can't speak freely. I'm not a dirty person, and I certainly don't use expletives uh, uh crazy but 
I would say at our age, most of the stuff we watch is not the old FCC on the radio business. I also would say these days, kids, uh, if you want to keep kids away from dirty stuff, shut down their internet. Defund the internet. Turn it off. Because anybody could get anything they want on the internet, right? Yeah, there's no question there's dirty stuff. While you're talking, sorry. That, that's that? hard. <laughs> it, there's no question in that yeah. people swear. And I mean, we're nothing. Stuff. We're 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 not even a flea on on the, on the butthole of 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 uh, what was the word? A profanity. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I I, I kind of made a point not to use profanity on or off the air early in my lifetime, and, huh. and it's it's just something that I and my kids will tell you I'm tolerate anything, but I don't tolerate uh, any 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 talk like that anywhere in my classroom or anywhere close to. A well, microphone. of course, it's not appropriate in a classroom. Right. And, and I don't know if it's appropriate for for a show that I'm participating in because I'm a teacher. And I'm just as much as I don't want to hear my kids swear, and I really don't want to hear you guys swearing. But at the same time, it's your show more so than even mine. But, but I think we're not swearing. I think we talk like real people talk. I think that an occasional profanity is a part of normal adult conversation. I see Andrew do comedy. I very rarely will hear a profanity. Usually he'll put one on kind of like an encore at the end of his set, like just one, just a, kind of like a rim shot. You well, know, I, and like I a, think you're right. I think we're very similar. I raised him. So, well, it's just something to think about, and I, I totally interrupted, and I'm sorry, but that's... Uh, so what did you next, talk... Uh, 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 Spike, why don't you talk Joe into swearing for us? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, okay. I chose... What did you talk someone out of? I'll tell so, you when I swear, no. and then I'm going to let you f finish. The only time I swear is when I'm surprised, when I'm rudely surprised. Mm. You guys probably remember the only time I swore on the air, and you yelled at me for doing it, too. Did I? Do you remember that? Yeah, I don't remember I ever swore. yelling at anybody. I swore on the air once <laughs> in my whole life. I was always so sweet. Well, you didn't yell like yell and scream, but yeah. you were not happy with me for mm. doing it. What'd you swear about? We were in the middle. We were in the middle of, I think, a pretty good moment, and I totally, just like I did now, interrupted you. Uh, it was the old uh, KISW building on Aurora, and you know they moved out, but they didn't move us out. So we basically broadcasted in an abandoned building for, for a while. A whole, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. like a couple of months, or so. It didn't stay abandoned for long. Once you get an, a, an abandoned building on Aurora, word gets out, and we started having some some critters in there. And a mouse run, ran across my foot, and we were live on the air. And I see this mouse go jumping over my foot, and I said, "Oh." And, you know, live on the air, and you're like, what? What did you just say? You hit the button, you know, and then you got a little mad. I said, I'm sorry, a mouse just ran over my foot. And yeah. I said, it's a mouse. Get over and it. And then we were fired, and that was the end of our career. No, no, we got a, we got a promotion. That was, yeah. uh, that yeah. was when we moved to the yeah. – but, uh, but that's the only time I swore so, on the air. So. so to answer your question, Joe, I think we're a very wholesome show, with or without an occasional profane word. And I'm – you know, I'm no longer on a radio station where I and, and and by the way, anyone who's listening to this, listening by choice, choosing it on the Internet. So I, I don't know if I want to be censored, if that's a deal breaker for you. I I'm hardly ever going to swear, but I don't want to live by some rules. I certainly don't want to live by, uh, you know, to me, it's freedom of speech. We get to say whatever we want to say. Exactly. 
So I'll, if you want to, you know, if you want to do that, you can do it, and I will do it too. Uh, but I won't do it in a on a platform where you know it's it's gonna if it's gonna be a regular thing. If I, I don't ever want to have to apologize for anything I do in my my real job and my yes. real career. Well, I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you should. Uh, and I don't want to be on a show that comes with an explicit warning label. So if, if, if it's not if it's not getting through Spotify, if it's not getting through Apple because yeah. it's too explicit, then that's well, really you have not a to show think about I can that. I'll respect whatever you decide. But I don't think there's anything explicit about our show. I don't think it's ever been explicit. It was it was more explicit on the radio than it is now. We used to talk about sex. We used to talk about all kinds of really, you know, all kinds of edgy things on the public broadcast i know and there's a there's we a, did a, a nude broadcast every year for a bunch of years i know and it was a, and, and i remember how that started and stopped i think i already told those stories but uh, the uh you know it, we needed to do that to get attention and we got our attention and then we kept doing it and uh uh the uh we didn't quit quit getting attention and what we got was listeners leaving because yeah. they didn't want to hear a i didn't do it for attention I, I i thought it would be um i thought it would be cool to be free and open and i thought it would actually you know be fun to see uh some nudity i'll be honest but as it turns out the nudity was a complete uh, I don't want to say it was a letdown, but it was a non-issue. It's like once you hang out in a park with people nude for, I don't know, the f you know first, like the the thing I always like to say about it is we got there it was all like wow wow everybody's gonna get naked and then everybody was naked and after about ten minutes it was like no big deal, and the only time that it felt just a little bit sensual was at the end of the nude, uh, nude broadcast, people started putting on their underwear. And I went, oh, I shouldn't be watching people put on their underwear. In other words, total nudity. But you did. <laughs> total nudity. And we were never how, invited back. Was how God designed us. <laughs> and once you're nude for a little while, you're like, well, this is silly, the infatuation that human beings have with clothes. But then, you know, someone starts popping on a bra and some panties and i'm like oh i gotta look away and that was like and that just that stuck with me to this day about how how puritan how um silly our society is about making certain things out to be bad that aren't bad and maybe not making stuff out to be bad that is bad like really not liking each other and treating each other bad but anyway that's what that's what nudstock was to me i thought it was very cool and I, I do like the idea of exploring difficult topics because easy topics are kind of boring. Like politics is mostly boring. There's one side, there's another side, and unless you agree with one side or the other side, nobody likes you. Until today. Yes. When I changed a man's mind on Facebook. Right. So you changed yeah, a man's so mind, back. right? I'm sorry, I derailed you for 20 minutes. <laughs> I got derailed by Joe. So a major league rejoiner. Come on, boys. So you changed a man's too. mind. How did you change his mind? <laughs> so somebody posted this post, and I've seen these by hundreds of people. I never, I, I, I very rarely engage with these people. Right. I've, I, I find that, I, like Andrew said, I get too many of them rolled back into my feed if I do. But this somebody wrote a, a post. It's about um, why is it the cow? Uh, cow uh, Colin Kaepernick is labeled is able to 
Why is it that Colin Kaepernick is able to express his opinion, but Drew Brees and Tim Tebow are not? Oh, I like that one. That's a good false equivalency, which it's another listener wrote about. Equivalency. So go ahead. So I, I wrote, I wrote. well, it's funny that you mentioned they weren't allowed to express their points of view, but you know full well what their points of view were. How is that even possible? <laughs> That's good. You know? In and, other words, the they both were allowed to express their points of view, but they exactly. were both ridiculed by the other side. Brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and we started getting back and forth into it. You know, and this guy, oh, we got to respect everybody's feelings. If we all felt the same thing, it'd be North Korea, blah, 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 blah. You know, and, yeah. I, and I, you know, we should be intelligent enough to agree to disagree. And I responded with, you know, I, what I think you might be missing here is that Drew Brees expressed his opinion, saw how it affected his teammates and his ability to lead his team. And he which grew is the job and he's paid to do. Yeah. And he grew and learned yeah. from this. Awesome. And, and the guy wrote back, hey, you know, that's a good perspective, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's uh, Brees, I, I wrote, you know, Breeze is, is free to express his opinions, but freedom of speech isn't from freedom of consequence. That's right. And when you say something you truly believe and you lose the respect of your teammates, you're hurting the team's cause. And Breeze saw that, and he apologized for what he had said. Hmm. And the guy came back with a different perspective, so it worked. Interesting. He's still going to vote Trump, but what the hell? Well, <laughs> as, are, as are probably at least 40% of the people, but... Uh, but it's fascinating. And I think the conversation, even what Joe's talking about, I think the conversation we're having about what constitutes good and bad treatment of each other, I think that's a hugely important conversation. But I think we have to get away from the stereotypes that, you know, a bad word is a bad word. No, like being really mean and having mean intent to somebody, that's bad. Uh, well, you know, I agree. And don't get me wrong. I don't. I just don't like profanity. I don't think it means you're being cruel to anybody. I just think it's, a, I don't really want to do a show with it. But I think being kind to each other is the most important story that needs to be told right now. And it's funny, like Spike was talking about on Facebook. Now, uh, it was the Me Too movement for people who were cheaters. Now, it's racists that are being called out. And people are putting other yes. pro people's profiles up there going, this guy is a racist. And it's, uh, I'm glad I was never a cheater or a racist. So I've, I've avoided both of those. There's plenty of other things I've probably done, but it's it's kind of weird when you start, what is it called, the scarlet letter or whatever, when yeah. you start putting individuals out there and saying, you so, know, so this I, guy's thinking wrong. I have a fairly odd view on racism, uh, as we, we touched on it a little bit last time. Um, and my view isn't fully fleshed out, and it's, it's certainly not a religion that I think anybody else should ascribe to, but... Um, I, I do believe a lot of racism is in our DNA, that it's tribal. And I also agree with Spike that a lot of it is nurture and a lot of it is bad up, upbringing. Uh, but, I, but I happen to think that, and, I, and I, I'll tell you why I think this, I don't have any proof, but why I think this is, I've really enjoyed studying history throughout my life, going through all of the different media events and riots and protests and you know, Ford dead in Ohio when I was a, a, a high school student and then watching OJ and watching Clinton and watching all of the, all of these, we, we shift from crisis, uh, you know, from crisis to crisis. And yet the stories are almost always the same uh, that, you know, there are always these bad people. We label them as bad people that there are always people with bad ideas and, you know, they're, they're aggressive ideas. They're about winning. They're about cheating. They're about taking someone from somebody, uh, from something like 
Lisa and I are watching the Jeffrey Epstein uh, show on Netflix. Have you seen any of that? No. I, but yeah, I know who, a little bit of it. He's the he's the he, back to the Me Too. He was kind of the king of that, right? He was he the was king the of Me Too, of and worst. everyone was like Me Too, and he was like, "Okay, I'm checking out." Uh, I think, uh, actually, I believe he was. I, I almost never like conspiracy theories, but boy, if there was one conspiracy theory I was going to go with, it would be that Epstein was taken out. I just can't decide who took him out, whether it was Clinton, Trump, or Prince Andrew. It was one of those three. <laughs> this looks like an MI6 job to me, Bob. Yeah. I'm going with Prince Andrew. Andrew, that's a joke for your perusal if you have any interest. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll write that one down. He never takes a joke from it's me. it's tough, by the way. you know? What's that? Well, the, the, the truth doesn't get enough clicks, you know? Like, that's even true. reasonable discussion doesn't get clicks. Like, You're right. The TV show Cops never showed anybody getting off with a warning. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> now did they show the neck did they show the choke holds on the neck things on cops are they gonna have to oh, redo yeah. cops oh, yeah. no oh, they're done with cops the got cops. canceled cops got they, canceled they pulled the yeah. plug after wow. 31 years no more cops oh wow did you hear about bugs Lakewood. bunny too did you hear they changed bugs bunny uh yeah oh, they no changed fudd. No more fudd yeah no longer holding and Yosemite Sam both lost their their fire. Elmer Fudd, they said, and this was ridiculous. They said Elmer Fudd could no longer uh, come at Bugs Bunny with a gun, but that he would use more cartoony violence things, a la the Roadrunner and like dynamite He's and things. Hunting with an anvil. And they showed him with a scythe, you know, like one of those sickles. And I'm no. like, if you've ever no, seen no. a horror movie, that's bloodier than a gun. That is, that's horrible. You, you hack off a rabbit's head with that, and it's gonna be red everywhere. It's just terrible. I had, I had to watch it, and it was so funny because Elmer Fudd can't carry a gun, but Bugs Bunny can light a stick of dynamite and shove it in Elmer Fudd's mouth and blow his <laughs> yeah, head off. Yeah. I mean, but I, I think the reason is, uh-huh. you know, no kid is going to go down to Walmart and say, I want to buy one of them sticks of dynamite. You know, no kid is going to go and say, I need one of those uh, uh, hammer, those uh, guillotine things. But a kid can go in and say, you know, I, I, I could use a gun and, and you can go and buy one. So I think taking guns, once again, maybe I'm I maybe know. I am maybe I'm you going to also uh, go to the paint store and paint a uh, a, a train bridge and then uh, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm running the yes. solid wall. But, but what I'm saying and maybe I'm maybe it is me. Maybe doot, it's doot. not maybe <laughs> Let Maybe I'm over I'm oversensitive, but uh, it's the same kind of with the profanity. I think the less guns the people see, the less guns kids see, the less they're going to want to have right. one. And I think that's a good thing. So, and, and well, here, hold on. Let me let me throw an, a libtard curveball at you. Okay. Because I think there's no way in in H E double hockey sticks <laughs> that it's a good idea to take a hunting. We're going to have to have a, a game hand. where we try to love Joe by not <laughs> yeah. swearing, but we're going to have to. I, I, no, Joe, Joe's you know. right. I don't. I don't want to. My wife has got some be... plants started outside. Pussy willows. She's put. Oh, in they're the water. beautiful. We're they're so fuzzy and soft. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, yeah. I don't want. I, don't, I never want our podcast kept from anybody's hands because I I dropped an F-bomb. I, I don't want to be the reason somebody can't hear what we have to say. But there's no way that you, I mean, Elmer Fudd should have a gun. Yosemite Sam, no, yes, he I was agree. an outlaw. 
I get that. These are the but things that make Spike sound Republican, by the way. I like that. <laughs> just just show Bugs Bunny getting a background check and waiting seven days. <laughs> <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> I love it. And I do feel uh, bad. I mean, what's, even a big like club or something is pretty bad. I mean, you're still going to have some... You know, I, they're hunter. not going to sit down and. Yeah, well, uh, I, they're not going to sit down and play chess or something to settle the yeah, difference. He's a hunter, <laughs> and that's a rabbit. I think we're really overdone. Yeah, yeah. come on. Duck we always them. go too far. That's Duck like defund them. the police. I mean, even oh. Bernie Sanders came out today and said, uh, "Actually, uh, the police need more resources. Um, you can well hold on, train it, the it, police. It, let's not let's not yeah. jump down this rabbit hole. But watch John Oliver's show last week. Uh huh." Uh, what, no matter how you feel about the police department, you I watch love John, John Oliver, so I like whatever he says. I won't agree with it he, necessarily. He, he he defined what defunding the police means. Oh, you mean it means something different for every single person who hears it? Well, f- what what it should mean, and it's and, and this is make America way, great again. Yes, <laughs> this is how liberals uh, b- screw the pooch, and I hope that's clean enough for our censors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Terms like defund um, the police, that, that is just a weapon. You should say for, Phillips uh, head screw so that the uh, algorithm yeah. has no doubt that you are speaking of hardware. There you go. Um, it, that's the stupidest way to phrase this. And Oliver said police, yeah. 14% of what police respond to are like the big crimes, uh, murder, uh, theft, auto theft, assault, assault, that we know. Mm. 14%. The rest of them are all domestic violence, uh, mental health issues, homelessness, things like that. You know, if, if the police were tasked to do what police are needed to do, and those resources were allotted elsewhere to um, community service, things that have been stripped out of every budget, then you could refund the police department mm. and, do it, and do it right. Make, make police go where they're needed and put the services that are needed elsewhere that are being attended to by police. There are some anyway, cities. Oliver said it so much yeah, better. Yeah, he's very, he's brilliant. Uh, there are some cities that are you know, redoing the whole thing now, and it's been done before. Other cities have shut down and rejiggered their police departments. So it's good. What it's like we, me, too. Yeah, and what we need there is we need to go back to you know Andy and Barney. We need to go back to police that policed by getting to know their towns and getting to know yeah. their people. You never needed to have a you know any kind of automatic weapon to bring Otis the drunk in and put him in jail. I mean, you, <laughs> you know, he was just going to walk in there with you because you knew Otis. The yeah. way the police uh, and and I'm I'm not one that says you know the police are out of hand. We got it. You know, I there I believe you, Bob. I think this whole you're either on the side of Black Lives Matter or the police is I don't go for that. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's by think, the way, that's the divisive nature of the algorithms that run the propaganda that we all live right. in. And they and we're all pushed to choose one side or the other. So, in but pe- it's, it's, yeah. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm, no, I'm yeah, please. I don't well, mean to it, interrupt you when you're interrupting me. So go ahead. Well, well it's not. Well, <laughs> I was talking. It's uh, it's it, it's uh, it, it it's it's not propaganda. It's a fact that the police are, are killing people with their tactics, and it needs to change. But but the uh, people don't remember how the police got to be. They weren't always. Uh, carrying big weapons and riot gear and everything as much as they are now and i I don't know if you remember when this happened but it was after 9-11 uh there was tons of funds that went to the police because we thought we were going to have to fight a war on terror domestically so the police got militarized basically and then there was the war on drugs so it's like the drug gangs we've got to have the automatic weapons if they do do you notice that our government and our politics always keep us at war with something 
there's always a war on something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, so. So defunding, or at least de de escalating the amount of uh, just guns, doing more talking and less shooting and strangling is not a bad thing. Uh, I love that. No less shooting and strangling. I, th- yeah, put so that on a hat instead of. I think everybody can agree with that one. <laughs> Blue but I do matter. think also you need some police. I mean, you you you've got to have. Uh, some, but what do you need to have them in schools? I mean, is there? Uh, we have a resource officer at our school. Great guy. They call the him way. a resource resource officer? resource officer. Yes, he's a guy. So that, if uh, I ask him what the capital of Burma is, he ought to be able to answer that question if he's standing in front of the library. Um, the uh, <laughs> I'm using you as a resource. If you don't have enough pencils. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't have enough Actually, pencils, he's got. What was Could you fix the machine, machine, please? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the capital of Berman doesn't exist now because it's Myanmar, and I, I can tell you all about that. Uh, my, my I, I, every time I try to do a geography joke, the first thing that comes out of my mouth <laughs> right. is something from 30 years ago, and it doesn't work. Well, ironically, my student Mohammed's from there, and he just published a book this week. On <laughs> of Amazon. course, he did. If you, if you want to learn about police brutality, boy, oh, the the Myanmar. the Myanmar people they got you know yeah. the what Mohammed has been through as part of the Rohingya people is nothing compared to what we're going through here in America. Uh, yeah. and his his book is on Amazon, and he'd love for you to buy a copy. And it's very right. short; it's only about thirty pages. It's uh, called uh, uh, Myanmar uh, uh, Myanmar Youth uh, uh, Grows Up or something. But uh, yeah, but Burma and Myanmar is, uh, is makes us look uh, oh, pretty yeah. bad. Okay, um, so let's start to wind it down, guys. We're coming up on the hour. Uh, Andrew, is there anything that we didn't get to with you? Oh, I mean, you can spin the wheel again if you want. Of uh, uh, There's only so many things to talk about. But I think instead of police, we just have a small group of people that are like from the community. That way they're invested, you know. They, right. They go around and they offer businesses, uh, you know, protection. Protection, right? right. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah. So you get you get you go to tax, you get a small tax or whatever, and then, and these sure. guys rough up anybody. But hey, we right. we call them like uh, good fellas, you know, because yeah. they're the good they're, guys. They are the good, good fellas, fellas instead of are, police. Yeah. 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 yeah you make or a like an acronym, like uh, yeah, men after the financial independence of America. You know, the mafia, mafia yes, for sure. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. The M A F I A. They good can't job. be corrupted. Uh, yes. They won't be involved in politics. However, <laughs> and hundred uh, percent not racist. You know, so <laughs> yeah. how, how, yeah. however, uh, will it'll mess with our explicit rating? Unfortunately, uh, yeah. yeah. But it's <laughs> always good one of the rest- most obscene shows I've ever watched. <laughs> really good restaurants though and when, when in those times they have great restaurants ah, it, yeah the, uh, that's where they're always meeting is in those back rooms Absolutely. those wops know how to cook oh i'm sorry was that out of line all right uh so quickly we have a few more uh patreon people to say thank you to uh let me see if i can quickly pull up their names because we do like to mention everybody who does sign up to throw toss something into the into the kitty john ropella uh, he sent us a message, too. What did John say? He just signed up today, by the way, this afternoon, which I think is really cool. Welcome back. We've been listening to your podcast since the beginning. Use the CastBox app. Uh, unlike many of your listeners that expect your podcast to be a clone of your radio show, we appreciate the organic growth and the ebb and flow of the show. This show was a good example of it. Everybody got to talk about, even you know, Joe talked about what was bugging him. And we all sort of, we're figuring out how not to work for a giant corporation. Uh, He says, if an expletive slips in now and again, so what? 
whoever said cursing isn't an effective way of expression. And if you're going to continue to focus on current events, it's going to be difficult to avoid politics. So let's hear it. We love your banter. Good to hear you again. This is a paying customer, Joe. Was your profanity complainer, <laughs> did he pay? Uh, I don't know. Mike the Garbage Man, is he on there? On, I think uh, I, I pay, haven't seen Patreon? him, but I think that we have a bidding war here. <laughs> uh, and, and i don't want to be all puritan or anything and yeah. i don't want to stifle anybody's free speech i'm just talking one from a financial standpoint sure. two from what i can put my name on as a public absolutely well that's know, up to you and you let us know how we're doing and bowling uh just became uh, she's a high-end she's a stable genius a contributor thank you so much uh wendy Fanello uh, signed up yesterday wendy thank you very much don ruder us on monday what did he say keep recruiting pedro we'd love to have pedro back on your show then you'll have drums keyboard vocals and cowbell you could make music again wow i didn't think about that that's interesting thank you don uh let's see who else mark and jennifer i haven't even looked but we're adding up some actual people on patreon thank you uh mark and jennifer edwards uh, became patrons no, uh, they didn't write a letter or anything. That's okay. John Rabideau, last Friday. I'm in. Keep reeling, guys. You crazy kids and your barnyard production might just take off. The ceiling's <laughs> the limit, he says. I like that. It's not the sky, that's for sure. All right. I'm not going to go back further than that, but thank you all. You can uh, just search for our show on Patreon or click on one of the links on one of our websites. And and one last minute update that just came over 30 minutes ago while we were doing this. Okay. Uh, we get our media statistics and yes, this is episode number 51 and we have now had 100,143 people take time to listen to at least an episode. So 100,000 nice. people. Yeah, That's very we nice. 100,000 100, listens. Uh, mostly my cousin. Could be. He kept listening it, it, it over and be. over again. Either way, it's it's. I'm a numbers guy. I yeah. like you know. It's a milestone. It's impressive numbers. 000. I think it, it, it's it's something to be proud of and and really to be grateful for. Thank you all for listening. Uh, lastly, this guy did write a nice long email uh, to me and about you, Joe. Too. Uh, he says, um, "I'll skip the part about you because we've gone over that enough." But. He said, uh, I agree that demonizing 40% of our country is not the way to unify us. Uh, I think we all need to be signing up to be braver angels. What's braver angels? Do you know that one? I don't know that one. He says, it's a wonderful nonprofit focused on depolarizing America. And then he sent the link, braverangels.com. I'm looking at their website. There's a, actually a picture of... Where you clean up uh, uh, someone, uh, your grandma's news feed on Facebook, so it just doesn't. <laughs> no, there's a picture of Abraham Lincoln. It's the old going to the nursing home thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, oh, it, it's Abraham Lincoln, a time of crisis, a call to courage. Be braver online. Don't be fighting so much. Wow, I love that. Thank you. It's, nice. it's got the red and the blue. It's got a cool yep. logo. So he says, if I could get political, the opposite of I don't want to get political, but they both have the same follow-up uh, bob i'd like you to answer a couple of questions in a sincere manner hmm uh -oh. i'm gonna have to put on my sincere hat i'll do my best okay do you honestly believe well all politicians lie 
which is a classic example of a false equivalency. Well, all politicians lie, so Trump is just as moral and upstanding as someone like Barack Obama or John McCain. If you don't, do you ever call your conservative friends out on this ridiculous, terribly toxic statement and way of thinking? So, okay. Uh, honest answer. Oh, boy, do I call out my conservative friends. They all think I'm a total liberal, and then when I'm on with Joe, I act like a conservative. Why do I do that? Uh, because I, well, I got to answer your question. I don't believe all politicians lie. I believe all human beings lie. And the worst lies are the ones we tell ourselves to make us think we, think we know what's going on. So, uh, will all politicians lie uh, when used to get Trump off the hook is false equivalency. I completely agree with you. Uh, but I don't think it's wrong to say, hey, look, John McCain was you know, pretty into war. So was kind of Barack Obama in a way. And when I say there was a health crisis during the Obama administration that killed 400,000 Americans and no one really cared, it's not a false equivalency. It was a health crisis. It could have, should have been prevented. It was done for money, like so many things. It wasn't like the coronavirus, so it's, a, you know, it's not equivalent. But it's fascinating what we care about, and it has to be popular. Like, Me Too didn't come around just because that was when we first started to figure out that sexual assault was bad. It just happened to happen. And, um, you know, this terrible Floyd tragedy, why did it happen? I think because of an amazing cell phone movie and the timing of a lot of pent-up anxiety and maybe even a little leftover guilt about the you know the nfl um colin kaepernick being out of a job is it, has anybody hired him yet joe no not yet oh, sorry, but the, the nfl did you know say yeah he's right you can protest your own way you want we were wrong about that so yeah that so, was really amazing by the way especially no, nobody, coming from the nfl nobody's playing any football now but uh pete carroll and the seahawks did come out and they they were they were the one of the only teams that were allowing their their players to right. you know show any concern and, and uh, make any kind of statement on the field before so i wouldn't be surprised if we needed somebody that you know he could wind up up here mm -hmm. um, what do you think spike have you heard anything I find it ironic that the NFL says it's okay for Colin Kaepernick to do that when there's no plan for a game to be played anytime right. soon. I don't want to, I don't want that irony to be lost in anybody. It is. It, it is a convenient timing on their behalf. Yeah, convenient timing. I do um, think. I don't think. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think he's got this. I, I was never a big fan of his. He's a little un, too undisciplined for me. He could never evolve into a pocket passer with the kind of other physical attributes that made him a complete game breaker for any team, but he never had the mental acuity, I thought, to become the pocket passer he would need to be at certain moments. Or, or he would have Russell protected has his had own paycheck better. You gotta protect yourself. And when I say he shouldn't be on any NFL roster, and, and I genuinely believe he should not be on any NFL roster, really? and the reason I think that is because, and it's no, through no fault of his own, but he will create a media circus. He will create a media circus. Oh, on any no, no, no. Team the media will chance. create its own circus. I don't think you well, blame be, be the person be, who may, well, I no. can't believe you. For, hold on. Let me finish that. You're hold right. Hold on. Have you, uh, are you taking off your lib leotards? He, he, will, he will be the, few, the match that lights the media circus fuse. 
So what? And that will create that'll create a distraction. And uh, we and need Joe more can distractions. Tell you, okay. The, the the difference between winning everything and losing in the NFL is so razor thin. Yeah. All right. I hear any, you. Any distraction can be enough to make you not win a championship. Right. Any I, distraction. I, 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 but if it stopped uh, racism, no, I think it'd be worth yeah. it. Okay. Uh, so well, yeah. one other thing, though, may I get this joke out quickly before the time passes? Sure. I think that you say so far there's no game scheduled. I think that if there, if they play games this fall there will be so much kneeling they'll have to pass out communion <laughs> <laughs> sorry that is good that's very good that was worth squeezing her in i'm there. trying to keep them it. politically g for you yeah and i agree i i don't like colin kaepernick i'm prejudiced and i'll use the worst word as hell against colin kaepernick nothing to do with his color or his political views he's a 49er or at least ah, he was okay. I, I was trained to not like him so i would have a hard time coming around to liken him but i could see i don't think you're going to see him playing in a you know in a uh, i don't know what city i think like a, a seattle or a detroit or somewhere like that uh would probably go better new york you can't create a media circus in new york i mean he could true. i think he could play uh, we'll there see, so. we'll see what happens and uh i hope for you guys that there's some nfl uh, that would be Me really too. nice and i love how you guys are not racist but city bigotry is alive and well. We hate San Francisco. You we bet. hate it. We're, we're, <laughs> we're divided on that. I love the town. I All just right. don't like the 49ers. So uh, next question that this guy, Bernard, asked, he said, do you honestly believe that a president's leadership really doesn't matter? He heard me say something about there's not that much difference between presidents. I do believe mm -hmm. that. Uh, I, I believe all uh, presidents are Republican. I actually think Obama was a pretty good Republican president by most of his policies. And in fact, Obamacare was a fantastic Republican health care that was created by uh, Mitt Romney for Massachusetts, and it did very well. I think that uh, there's very little difference between them. Now, Trump's a whole other thing. He's not just a president. He's a reality television sideshow. But I think while he's president, uh, that the Republicans just do Republican-y things. I don't think anything that horrific has happened. Like, the most horrific things have been the things he's said. Uh, and this guy says, well, then, you know, uh, what does he say? He goes on to say, uh, oh, he talks about some other stuff. But here's the thing. I think Trump is bad, but not because he's president, but because he sets a bad example, just like Joe was talking about not being profane. Um, he sets a bad example of how people should treat each other. Plain and simple, without even the politics. That's what I don't like about him. And I think the Republicans. I'm not going to get into it, but uh, but even there, and I said this last week. Check back in a week. Every week, there's less people supporting our president. Yeah, if you actually look at it over a long period of time, the numbers have not moved around all that much, and he could still come back. But at the moment, sure. At the moment. Our horse is ahead by a, a schnoz. Well, I'm not looking at numbers. I'm looking at people. Uh, and this guy can't even vote, but he lost a pretty serious endorsement this week. Did you hear the Pope said, I don't want to get political with that guy. The Pope stole your line, The Pope has never concerned himself with American politics before, but even right. he has to point out that, you know, it might yeah. be best uh, you know, to move on Well, the Pope that. would endorse defunding the police and bringing back the mafia, too, but he'd have to do it on the hey, hey, it, hey. it would be a backroom <laughs> deal. Okay, so uh, anyway, this guy, by the way, great, great email, Bernard Seeger. Thank you. And Bernard says you know uh 
do you think deficits don't matter? So trillions. So he starts talking about the deficit. The Republicans pass this big deficit bill. And I got to tell him something because I was really concerned about this when, uh, you know, as soon as the coronavirus hit, I went, wow, those darn conservatives are going to become socialists overnight because it's an election year. And they got to give everybody money. And even Joe pointed out, they gave the poorest people who will probably vote for them extra 600 bucks just to make sure that, you know what I mean? A week. Yeah. Yeah, that's over $100 a day. I mean, that's a lot of money. And articles were published that said, (laughs) this is the worst deficit spending of all time. Uh, Have Republicans completely forgotten that they hate deficits? And the answer is, they hate deficits when Democrats run them. Uh, excuse me, run is exactly. on each as well. But <laughs> I had plenty of my, plenty of that money went to the rich people too. So yes, of you know, course. They, well, yeah, they took yeah, care yeah, of the rich, yeah. and they oh, took care bet. of their. You know, uh, they uh, they took care of like contractors. Yeah, they did kind of the minimum. I mean, there's some states that still don't. It's varying state to state. Like I have friends that are comedians in Nevada that haven't been able to get unemployment. So yeah. Uh, oh know. yeah. So anyway, this guy asks me about the deficits. And so what I did when I don't know, and I I don't know, it's like I keep hearing that deficits are bad, but our country always runs up as much credit as it wants and it never seems to have to pay it back. So I invited a guest to be on with me and I did a solo podcast with Sean Alexander who took banking and finance before he got into law. And he he uses a word about United States currency. He calls it a fiat currency. Do you know what fiat currency means? Fix it again, Tony. <laughs> Very good. Um, so when we stopped having a gold standard, we used to have gold in Fort Knox. Uh, every dollar was backed by gold. Uh, sure. And Nixon got rid of that, and we basically said, we're just going to print money. Um, so it's a dirty little secret because uh, – Congress and everybody argues about what we can and can't afford, but our government can print as much money as it wants. It really can. And then they sell debt, but th- what they do is they sell bonds. They sell our, backed by the good faith of the American currency all over the world, and they sell those with a little bit of interest to them, and China holds a lot of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But anybody would because we're one of the more stable, up until recently, countries that there's ever been. So I was shocked to hear my friends say, uh, yeah, they'll have an awe about it, but they can print as many trillions as they want. No one's going to, like, if there's inflation, it'll be inflation for other reasons. But don't tell anybody when politicians start arguing about deficits again, but they, they own the printing press. And speaking of dirty, they'll probably quit printing soon and just start throwing a few zeros out there virtually because who's actually pushing money around these days? Who mm-hmm. I haven't had any much money in my wallet now in months. I I don't you know I don't want to touch things other people have touched. I yeah. don't want to be passing bills. Uh, so yeah. I think it'll be the same thing. But I don't even think they're going to have to bother to print. They're just going to agree. All right, let's throw a trillion dollars into that. Yeah, uh, but I mean they still call it a dollar when it direct deposits. Oh yeah, yeah. For we sure. got ours. Uh, Let's see, we got a check, but then we got a letter that had Donald Trump's name on it. I thought it was going to be his signature, but it I wasn't. I got that letter, too. Yeah. We all got that letter. Just had his name. It's like, whatever, you know. 
uh, it's, some, it's an interesting time. Anyway, thank you to that listener who was very thoughtful, and, and he actually seems to listen carefully, Bernard. I hope something in the show is useful to all you guys. Love you guys. Thank you very much for being here. And, and oh, my son, too. You're, you're not bad. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. Thank, thank you, you, Andrew. All right. Any, any last words? Someone gets the last word. Who wants it? Uh, I, w- I would like to say to Looney Tunes, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna take uh, Elmer Fudd's gun, make Porky Pig put pants on. Let's just at least have a level playing field. Okay, that's good. Come on, man. Awesome. Bob, Spike, and Joe. Everywhere you go, you can't escape the trio. Coming on with Brio. Uh, Dear Bob, Spike, and Joe, my daughter's prom is next weekend. Mm -hmm. She's going with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. We've instilled some strong morals in her, and she has told us that she's going to wait until she's married to have sex. (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Let me get that for you. Okay. Nonetheless, my husband has his own take on prom night. He says, look, prom night is prom night. Get her done. He wants to give our daughter a condom to take with her just in case. Oh, hey. Those who uh, fail to prepare, prepared to fail. He says that he fully trusts her to keep her innocence intact, but in the event that she should be swept away, mm-hmm. uh, that things should get out of control, mm-hmm. he'd rather know that she has something there. Uh, I think this is a terrible idea because she'll get the impression that we're going to be okay with it. What do you think? Is it misguided to give your teenage daughter a condom on prom night? Can you do me a favor? Want to help me lift this rock this woman's living under? Just hope, you know, lift it kind of heavy. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, Casey? I'm the worst person to ask because I'm not a parent. My parents. Oh, yeah, but you're closer <laughs> to the prom. prom my <laughs> parents would not have ever. I know for me, my parents would not have done that. Their argument would have been that they're not going to pretend to endorse that in any way, shape, or form, and, and they would hope that they have taught me better. And that if I do so, do that, that I'd have protection with me. So anyway. where did you get your, um, <laughs> where did you get them from? Where did you get your flowers? I uh, didn't have that option in high school, but thanks. Thanks for playing. Okay. What do you mean, didn't have that option? I didn't date anyone in high school. We've been through that. You were completely I didn't unchased I didn't. and chased at the same time? <laughs> chased in the chased word way, unchased in the, wow, no one wants to go out with her way. <laughs> thanks for spelling it out you didn't go out with anybody i had a couple of dates here and there but no i didn't have a boyfriend in high school ever so it's yeah really hypocritical for me to comment no hand holding or anything not really no i mean there was some of that but not really. haven't you heard what the lottery says you can't win if you don't play (laughs) (laughs) i know you were a cheerleader how did you avoid it there's a whole right. football uh, team right there in front of you. Joe, you, Joe, you have a seven-year-old daughter. Someday you'll face this issue. Would you? Uh, would you want her to have something to protect herself in the wallet or not? We already know Spike on this. One. If my daughter says she's saving it for marriage, I'm not going to insult her by insinuating that she might not and offer her a condom. Now, what I am going to do is I'm going to say I have a wonderful prom gift for you and your date. I'm going to hire you a limo. 
and I'm going to tell that limo driver, you bring her home after. So you're going to hire, <laughs> so you're not going to insult her intelligence, you're not going to offend her by accusing her of something, but you are going to hire an armed guard to watch exactly. her. Exactly. That's nice. good. Discreetly. Without, See, I believe in technology, mm-hmm. so I'm going to install heat sensing devices. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. there'll they'll be a body armor suit, and there'll be all sorts of... It, it's going to be like an Her episode of... Her for Prince when she gets Well, home. it's going to be like an episode of 24. There's yeah. going to be an entire tracking station <laughs> with what's-her-name, that girl? Um, who's the fun girl on 24 who's, who could basically find anybody in a heartbeat? Chloe. Chloe, yes. Chloe's going to have her on a screen. There's going to be like six guys on rooftops. It'll be... be fine. This is for Joe's darks. I don't have one. Give the daughter the condom or the knot. 1-800-252-1025. Quick survey of the audience. Spike says yes. Joe says no. You're insulting your daughter's uh, integrity if you do that. Yeah, she's clearly stated, I know what that is, and I'm not going to do it until I'm married. You don't go, well, just in case, make sure you have this. Your mom and I can't imagine, it seems how we were children of the 60s and 70s, we can't imagine that you're going to keep that silly little ridiculous promise, little missy. <laughs> you know you're going to get so liquored up and lose. Here's, here's a bong, too, <laughs> just in case. Up. It's a black tie bong. Yeah. Have fun, sweet pea. Matches your shoes. Which you'll be puking on later, by the way, my, my, little, my, my little girl. My 1-800-252-1025. Quick audience survey. It's a serious mom with a serious question. Yes or no? 1-800-252-1025. And then we get to the two-year-old letter. But first, here's Mark. Mark, go ahead. Yeah. You're on. Okay. Yeah, the, the way we did it with our kid was we would place a bowl of condoms on the back of the toilet. In the bathroom. That way they were available to anybody who came over. <laughs> like a candy dish? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> a daughter thing? or a son? We have a son. Okay. So you, so you Put it next bowl- to the keg cups. <laughs> yeah. You keep a bowl of condoms on the toilet in the bathroom. Just part of your normal family upbringing. Well, well, that that makes it available if they need it. Of course, we, you know, you know, force her to take them, but you make her think her parents take, are right. freaky, right? And okay, you, and you do a whole bowl. You don't just yeah. do one, like no. because then it would be, you know, right. kind it's of missing, a, you know, embarrassing. Right. Sure. Well, I, I, yeah, I bought like a hundred and threw them up there so that yeah, a few could disappear, and I probably wouldn't. Sure. Backstage, Van Halen, all the green ones were pulled out of the bowls. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the red and white candies at Red Robin. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Megan, go ahead. Hi. I say give her two, just in case one breaks. Or in case the guy is a fantastic find. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Thank you, Megan. Nice. Pat in Port Orchard. Pat, go ahead. Hi. Okay. Um, First of all, it's her choice that she wants to to remain a virgin, correct? Right. Okay. I don't see anything wrong with uh, a parent. In fact, I would. I, th- I think it would be silly not to. Just double protection, because there are situations that you have no control in that are in case of, here you go. My son's 22. I made him start carrying condoms at 15. I said, don't ever trust the other person to be protected. 
you need to take the responsibility. Wait, 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 isn't that like telling your son, oh, the girl might tell you that she's, uh, you know, clean she's, as a whistle. she's clean as a whistle. I mean, not clean as a whistle. That's not the right way to put it. <laughs> the girl might tell you she's on the pill, but she's just after mommy and daddy's double wide. <laughs> she's got her eye on the prize. Huh? That's, that's right. That sort of sounds it's like... To me, it's just it's been better safe than sorry. All right, two thank you. Two condoms, huh? Like a carton of fresh eggs, double bagger. Yeah. Julie in Vancouver, Washington. Julie, go ahead. Hey, I think uh, they should have covered this a long time ago, and if, if they felt comfortable giving them to her, she should have had them all this time because it doesn't take prom night for it to happen. It could happen anytime, anywhere, and uh, I don't see anything wrong with supplying them. And in fact, I think that's a good thing if it's the girl is older and, and responsible, and you got to take care. You gotta take care. Sounds like a song lyric. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm mixed on this because I don't want to come off like the uh, old-fashioned fuddy-dud, but uh, since I am, um, I, you know, I do think the parents supplying them sends a message. I like to leave that to the government. I like the school to give my kids condoms, <laughs> yeah. so I can maintain that double standard that I've been able to, to keep that up for so many years. I had friends whose parents always said, "Well, if we don't give it to them, they won't do it." That's not true. They're going to do it. They just won't have the protection or the knowledge to take yeah. care of themselves. John, go ahead. Uh, as 20 years old, I can't believe some of these parents are uh, saying like that they would give their children condoms when they're trying to, you know, stay uh, virgins until they're, you know, married. Um, I, at 20 years, like I'm trying to stay that, but I can't say I'm completely innocent. But if my parents would have gave me a condom, uh, it would be over with. That would have just been a big green light for Mom you. and Dad gave me a condom. I know that they wouldn't. They're not wasteful people. <laughs> I gotta get something. I'm getting something. I I think you're right, John. There's no doubt that it increases the odds. Now, whether or not the kid is going to follow through, whether they're that close to, you know, the straw breaking the camelback or the camel, whatever part of the camel you want to talk don't, about. Don't, 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 don't. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Hello, Leela in Salem, Oregon. Leela, hello. Hi. You're on. Um, I believe that knowledge is power and kids need to have the knowledge so that they can make their decisions because kids are going to make their decisions regardless of what their parents say. It sounds like she has the knowledge and her decision is to save it for marriage. I mean, she's established, hey, I know where those, you know, things, babies come from. I'm going to save it for marriage. Yeah, she's she's planning to save for marriage, but, you know, they say the best laid plans of mice and men. Yeah, knowledge is power, but uh, actual, you know, uh, body armor is power, too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you, Leela. Jonathan in Bellevue. Hey guys, you know why? Uh, I really think this depends on how this girl was brought up. I mean, believe it or not, even in this day and age, there are kids who are brought up with high moral standards, and they do follow them and they do believe them. I mean, I'm I'm 31 and I have three kids of my own now, and you know, I waited until I was ready to have sex, and I had you know, it wasn't because I was fat and ugly and couldn't get a date. It was just because you know I had high moral standards. If it were me, I would probably talk to the guy. You know, if they'd been dating for a while, I would sit down with that guy and. Uh, you know, show on my forty-five Magnum, and okay. you were, <laughs> well, you, you were going real guy. new age there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right, thank you, uh, Glenda in Portland. Glenda, hello. Hi. Hi. I think absolutely not. I'm the mother of five. I have two girls. My first girl is going into high school this fall. We have a great relationship, and. She would probably choose because she's been raised that way to wait till marriage. And for us to give her a condom, 
would be reducing her to the animal kingdom, saying you have no control, you'll get caught in this situation, and you'll be like a dog who just sniffs them out and has no self-control. Well, as a mother of five, we knew you weren't going to be on the condom side of the argument no matter what happens, so come on. <laughs> and to say, to say a child gives into, their, gives into the human urge of sexuality is saying that they're no better than a dog? Absolutely, but the thing is is that we as human beings can curb our urges. Well, especially women. I mean, men maybe if you got well, a son. Well, men can too. Nah, we're yeah. a little hard. We're not as it's, good at it's it. Hard. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to tap something. I disagree with you on that. It's definitely harder. But to say you can't do it means that you are not in control. Yes, you have to. You have to have a certain amount of trust, and I, and it does come down to the individual family because I think you know whether your son or daughter. It's sort of like real with you, or whether you know you got a problem, and it, it, well, it, it never does what I tell it to do. So here's the condom, for God's sake, you're going to need. It. <laughs> so this, this is a this is a big family secret, but I'll let you know that there is control because my husband and I were 27 when we got married, and we were virgins. Both. Believe it or not, we both were virgins. <sighs> 17 years of great marriage, great sex, and no, no comparing. No wondering what he were or where he was before we were married. Nothing like we. It's been great. Have you bought any, you know, encyclopedias or, or various how-to manuals or anything like that? Or oh, you nope. figured everything you learn out? You as you go. You talk. You learn. Wow. Yeah, you, you give to each other, and it's it's great. I Does highly your, recommend it. Does your husband ever bask in the warm glow of the computer monitor light late at late, late at night looking for tips? No, no, because that's all open subject that we talk about. That he deal he deals with people who have trouble with that. Yeah, and so we openly talk about you know, hey, had any struggles lately? 27, two 27-year-old virgins? You guys build a whole bunch of villages with a Peace Corps before you? That just, that just tells you that there is self-control to be had out there.